Good afternoon. We have one person here in our live audience, and we have currently seven online that are watching from around the United States, and we'll have another three joining us. So I'm going to introduce myself. If I look at you, that's good. If I look away from you, <laughs> I'm looking at the internet, people. So my name is Jessica. I'm Dr. James's assistant, as well as one of his daughters. And I'm squeaking. There we go. So I am number three out of 11 kiddos. I've been working, I've, I grew up in the home with Dr. James, and I have never had a drug in my life, not Tylenol, not aspirin, I've had nothing. So it would be one of those things when I was a child, if I was ill or had a problem, I would go to Dr. James, I called him Daddy, and I would express what was going on and he would mix up some nasty concoction and give it to me. <laughs> He's had a lot of room to experiment and uh, come up with a line of formulas. He's been in practice since 1980, working as a naturopathic medical doctor. He is a master herbalist. He started out making house calls at, here in the New Mexico area, in the Albuquerque area. And during the course of those house calls, let's say he went to your house, Mike. He goes to your house and you have some arthritis issues. He would step outside into a truck that he had with a variety of different herbs and he would grab a little bit of this and a little bit of that and he would come up with a formula just for you to take care of your arthritis. Over time, he found that these formulas, they actually became formulas because what worked for you, oh my goodness, helped this person with their arthritis. And it helped this person with fibromyalgia. And it helped this person with osteoporosis. And so he found that over time, a product line was born. He never went into it with the idea of making money on a line of formulas. He just wanted to be a doctor. And he found that you couldn't find good formulas in the stores. That's why his product line was born. Today we have about 50 products in our product line, 50 formulas, that help with anything from menstrual cramps to a bad attitude to arthritis and fibromyalgia and warts. You know, it helps with a little bit of everything in, in between. Um, Dr. James today will be talking with us. The title of our class is Get a Grip. So he's going to be touching a lot on stress, stress issues. I know a lot of you are looking forward to that. That's something in America, we have a lot of stress in our society. This is no longer a um, one income kind of living that we make. It's a two income household that we have in the society. And it involves a lot of stress. So we will be talking about that. He will be opening for questions from the audience. Um, if you're here with us, if you'd like to put your phone on quiet, you're welcome to step out and take a call if you need to. Those at home, do whatever you need. <laughs> so what we're gonna go ahead and do, we're going to invite Dr. James in here, see what he has in store for us, and uh, we'll go ahead and get started. You're clapping, well that's good. <laughs> Uh, welcome. I appreciate you being here, and we appreciate all that are here on the Internet with us. Uh, we need uh, to help you understand that there's going to be times when you, that I say uh, we're going to open for questions. If you have questions right now, write them down. Jessica will start tagging them, and we'll be introducing them. I would much rather talk with you than at you. I would much rather communicate with you than try to figure out, hmm, what does this audience, what does this group of people listening to me today want to know? And if I don't know that, then I can't address that. I've been in clinical work since 1980. Yes, my family was my first experiments. Uh, in fact, some of my best experiences have come from taking care of my family. Um, so what, what I want to do is tell you a little bit about myself, give you a little bit of background, and then we're going to find out what you want to talk to, about today. If you want to talk about stress, we'll talk about stress. Let me uh, put that up here. Stress. Now, in, in stress, there's, there's money, there's home. How do you like that house? There's home, there's all kinds of things. But what you need to realize, in stress, there's positive stress and there's negative stress. And people only think stress is negative. Oh, my goodness, I can't pay my bills. Oh, my goodness, I, I, I don't have time. Oh, my goodness, I don't have enough money. That is, that is number one stress, and this is number two stress. 
which is positive, like a child waiting for Santa Claus to come or a child waiting for uh, grandpa and grandma to come visit or go, going, to, going to the farm to, to be there for the summer. That is just as much stressful on the body as it is negative stress is bad for us. So, so we're going to talk about the entire uh, gamut of stress. Now, when I was 18, I ended up in the hospital with bleeding ulcers. So I am an expert at stress. Okay, they almost killed me. Uh, I now, looking back at the the numbers that they had told me, I was just about bled out. I was just about bled out, and I can recall the doctor coming in. And he had to, I had I had heard that the the doctor was going to do a procedure. How many has had a procedure? Oh my goodness, that's a scary thing. A procedure. Oh no, it won't hurt. Uh, uh, yeah, right. Well, they were going to do a procedure in the morning. Well, the doctor came in that night, looked at me, and I remember him turning around almost immediately. He said hi, and then he left. And then they were all of a sudden wheeling me off on a gurney to do this procedure. He had decided to, dis- to do it then instead of later because I think he thought that I was slipping away, and I very, very well could have been slipping away. Bleeding to death is, very, is a very calm death. You ju- your brain just goes to sleep, and you just fall asleep, and then you're gone. No pain to speak of, just, just kind of not care and just kind of slip away. So I was almost there. Well, they rustled me up, and that kind of got me going because they took me into a room, put a mouth guard in my mouth, had a big hole in it, and they started shoving a garden hose down my throat. Now, on the end of that was a camera, and, and I swear it was... It was at least as big as my thumb, and it was rough like a rasp. How many of you worked in, in uh, uh, the shop and had a rasp? That's a really rough file. Well, it felt like a rasp, and they'd shove it down, and these two guys sitting by a computer and a TV, they'd go, ooh, look at that, ooh, look at, ooh, look at that. And I thought, do they really want me to look? Not Surely they don't want me to look. I just wanted them to get that out of me and leave me alone. Well, pretty soon they found what they wanted, and they oohed and awed enough to, to be happy with the results. And they pulled that thing out, and they took that guard out of my mouth, and they wheeled me off to my bedroom. And they changed therapies. Now, days later, I found the story from my parents. My parents actually said that the doctor came in and told them, I'm going to do this procedure right now. Uh, and he was quite concerned. And then after they did the procedure... Uh, they, he came back, and, and I respected him for his forthrightness. Nowadays, you don't get that much because they're worried, about, they're worried about suits and different things like that. He said, everything we, we were doing was exactly opposite of what we needed to do. His ulcer was, is in the duodenum region, which meaning that it was on the other side of the stomach. At that time, they had a, a tube running down my throat, through my nose, into my stomach, pumping cold water in and out. They were trying to, and there was no blood in the fluid. I could, had seen that. It was just, and they were hoping to be able to stop the bleeding that way. Well, what they were actually doing is, in the stomach, we'll come back to this page, but in the stomach, there are, there are two, the stomach, let's see if I can draw the stomach today. Okay, there's a valve here and a valve here, cardiac sphincter, pyloric sphincter. Right here in the duodenal region is where the ulcer was. They were pumping cold water here, which was actually bringing blood to the stomach to try to warm it up because it's abnormal for the stomach to be be cold. So what they were actually doing is bringing more blood flow to this area and causing me to bleed more. He admitted that. And so they decided, he said, we're going to do a new therapy. Hilga I can remember that night, Hilga, the big old nurse, come in and bought. She should have been a massage therapist on a, for a football team or something. She come in and she smiles at me. She says, now we're going to take this out of your nose. And she untapes this real gentle off my nose, then takes a towel and puts it over my face and pulls it as fast as she could. I thought, well, she's going to be real gentle because she was real gentle taking the tape off. But no, when she got that tape off, and, and I was... I was not feeling good as it was, and I almost threw, threw up because of the way she had done that. Why didn't she just pull it out a little bit easier? I don't know. Well, from that point, they started a new therapy, and I began to get better. 
Do you know what that new therapy was? They left me alone. <laughs> and, I, and I think back after, after having been uh, confronted with the reality of the bill, um, I could have stayed at Howard Johnson's or, or Ramada Inn or uh, a, we don't have a five diamonds rest or a hotel here in town. Maybe I'm misspeaking, but I could have ordered room service and knew what I was eating. You know, I could have, I could have rested very well. I could have had nice air conditioning. I could have had people not giving me a hard time, saved money, and gotten better because all they did was just just watch me, let me get better myself. Wow. And I think, wow, the best therapy was leaving me alone. When in reality, they were admitting they had no power to solve my problem. They had to wait for the mechanisms inside my body to take care of my own health. Now, having said that, having said that, I realized that that they didn't really know what they were doing. They were experimenting on me. So I've always watched the medical profession out of one corner of my eye. Now, the subject is get a grip. The subject is stress. However, stress is not unique. Stress is not unique and also has to do with the entire health of the body. So are there any questions now? Who would like to ask their question first? No questions? Are there any questions lined up on the Internet for us? Well, you know, that's a pretty broad subject, and as we talk about it, please please clarify this information for me. Um, you know, there's lots of questions I would like to ask, you know, is, is a, what's a kid's diet? That's number one. You know, plus and minus is that we are the sum total of what we either eat or the toxins that we have in our system. Now, I'm going to beat around the bush a little bit on this and help you understand that our our bodies... And this is a beautiful rendition of our body, very accurate. Now, of course, we've got to have a smiley face and a nose, okay? Now, it's a daughter, so we're going to put some hair on her. Now, all of this requires certain nutrients in the body for her even to grow hair, for her to have good skin function, for her nervous system to work. Now, a nerve is not like our circulation, our blood flow our blood flow is just a whole bunch of tubes going back and forth, and then it comes up to the heart. And that heart pumps it back around. It's all like a whole bunch of garden hoses hooked together. Nervous system is much different. A nervous system is more, it's not the same shape as a bunch of pearls, but it's like a bunch of pearls on a strand. And the way that the pearls communicate is merely by where they touch. Where they touch. And that is called the myelon sheath. Have you ever heard of the myelon sheath? The myelon sheath is kind of like a mucous membrane around the nerves. So they share goo <laughs> between each nerve. Now the nerve is just a really, it looks more like a, a spider versus a spider web, but it communicates through the myelon sheath. Now the myelon sheath requires some 11 nutrients to be healthy. Plus, a nerve requires another 12 nutrients to be healthy. So we got a whole bunch of vitamins and minerals and acids and oils and stuff that help make the, the nervous system viable and function. Now, in our society today, we have a society that eats food products, not food. Very, very little food is consumed in America. The place that food is consumed, it is in manufacturing plants to make Hot Pockets and Pop-Tarts and cold cereal and uh, processed milk and, you know, that kind of stuff. That's where our food goes. Our food does not go into our belly. We are the result of, of diet. Now, with children, they are very sensitive because there's a tremendous amount of nerves, I mean nutrients that are required in the nervous system. Okay, now, having said all that, you need to realize if there's there's plus or minus stress with your daughter. Let's say let's say you're a single mother, you know, worrying about the relationship between mom and dad. Was I, am I the one that messed it up, or uh, did I, you know, there's a lot of things there. And then there's it, it, there's negative that's negative, and then positive stress that of the excitement. 
But in our society today, we have not only these physiological facts, but the food products that we have in America today have what is, are called excitotoxins. Excitotoxins that destroy the nerve. Now, let me draw you another picture about a nerve. This is, this, a nerve ending, to activate a nerve, there must be an activation chemical. that act, Let's say this is the, the, the activation area. Okay? In order to activate that nerve or turn it on or make it function, there must be, we're not going to use green because it let, hit the ground, we're going to use orange. <laughs> now, in order for us to turn this nerve on, there has to be a, an articulating substance that looks just like the end of the nerve, kind of like a key so that some metabolic processes just can't turn on your nervous system. It has to be some stimulus or some chemical reaction that hits the nerve, turns the nerve on. Now, the problem in our, in our food today is that, yes, we have those normal reactions in our body, but there are food additives that mimic these keys. And they turn on the keys. That's why we have ADD. We have ADDH. We have a, all of the behavioral disorders that people will say, oh, that kid is a monster. Or, oh, that kid is so emotional. Or, that kid is... People, children that are not wound down. They're wound up. They're on, they're on edge. They're, you know, are, have in their diet a, an additive, added problem. And that is these food chemicals that turn on the nerve... But they overstimulate the nerve, and then the nerve dies. We have nerve death. Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, all of the neurological challenges that people are experiencing more and more and more and more are caused by these chemicals. Now, the powers that are set there in the government or the, whatever you want to say that is there to protect us know that it's there. I don't know if they care. By what they've done, I would say they don't. However, we can't change them. But I can give you the information. Now, on Health and Weight Loss Clinic slash download, there are there is a there is a group of pages there. Go to there, go to that address, health and weight loss clinic dot com slash downloads, and we will pass that out to the people here. Download this information. It's called excitotoxins. These excitotoxins add in to the stress of these children. In fact, I've tested it time and time again. If you have a child that has an anger issue, they not only need to stay away from these excitotoxins, they need to stay away from colors and dyes. Many, many times I've had... In fact, I want to tell you a story. I had a mother, oh, a little whisper of a thing, she was, well, a little teeny thing and didn't have an extra ounce of muscle on her at all. She was a little tiny thing. And she made an appointment with me and she was dragging her kid in. And the kid was, no, 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 no. And the mother was, come on, let's come on in here. And no, I don't want to go. You know, and it, there was a fight. And, and then she finally got him into my office and he, she set him down on the chair and immediately he got up. And she patiently went over and set him down on the chair. And he did it again. So then she set him on the chair, sat next to him, and put her leg over his leg. And he was all kinds of getting crazy. And I said to her very calmly, well, what seems to be the problem? <laughs> Without a laugh. And she says, this child is a wonderful, caring, kind child. But there's times when he is like this. He's just uncontrollable. Well, I believed her only because I would have... I. Uh, she was not crawling in like a, uh, a mushroom because she had had to deal with this child all the time. Surely she got some relief. A few days later, I got to see that. He was a calm kid. He loved his mother. He realized his mother was a single mother, and he was willing to take up the slack for his younger brother. He was the man of the house, and he was just a little bitty kid. He was wonderful, wonderful. Well, we found out we began to realize there's food allergies here. So we got him down to oatmeal, then would add another food, and then, okay, that's a good one, and add another food, no, that's not good. And she basically found out the kid was allergic to hamburger. 
That made my head, hair stand on him because I just didn't understand hamburger. Now, steak, he could eat. Uh, chicken, he could eat. But hamburger, he couldn't. It just wound him right up. Well, it wasn't until I was, uh, it was several years, well, many years, probably a couple decades after I was, I had been out shooting, uh, 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 sighting in my rifle. And I had my shooter's goggles on. They were yellow. Ooh, I look cool. And my wife recruited me to go shopping with her. Well, they were yellow, and, and I was I make anything look cool because, you know, I'm just that kind of guy. And I was doing my important job of shopping, and that's lifting. You know, I, I'm there to lift. So I walk around, and I'm pretty soon i got to lift something else. And I, we walk by the meat section, and I look at the meat, and I realized some of this meat was purple. Purple, literally purple. And I... And I thought, well, how come it's purple? And then I, oh, I got these glasses on. So I took them off, and it was red. So I, I, could, I, I would test it, purple. I mean, red, purple, red, purple. And, and I realized I was seeing something in the meat that wasn't declared on the package because I'd look at the package and it'd say hamburger. Nothing else declared. Then I got to thinking about this young man. He was allergic to hamburger. Now, we did discover that if they wanted to have hamburger, she would take a good rump roast, give it to the, to the butcher, and he'd grind it up, and he had no problem. So I had determined there's something in hamburger that is added, and I realized it was red dye that they're allowed to put in hamburger and not declare it. How many other chemicals? How many other chemicals are there that they don't have to declare? Well, later on, it was about another decade, I heard something about pink slime or something like that, which is made out of food products. I mean, made out of pigs and different. It's to brighten up meat, and it has red dye in it. And I realized, wow, this kid had a, a, a tremendous allergic reaction to red dye. And then I started to Google red dye. Oh, my goodness. Google red dye. And you'll find out what red dye is made out of. Oh, my goodness. I'm not going to go into that because I don't want to gross you out here today. But it is gross. If you're going to go down that road, you need to have a strong, <laughs> strong stomach. And don't be drinking any red something when you look it up, okay? So, <laughs> it's, okay, but this young man was totally out of control with red dye. And since that time, and before that, I realized that colors and dyes had a, had a connection with this. You look them up. Colors and dyes have side effects. They're either asthma, hyperactivity, or cancer. All food additives, that's pretty much the basic three that they are allergic to. Now, these excitotoxins, one of the excitotoxins that everybody talks about is called MSG. M. SG is, is, an, is an excitotoxin. It overstimulates the nerve. Now, don't think you're safe by going to a restaurant that says we add no added, no added MSG. That just means the cooking back didn't add it. Didn't mean you didn't open up a lot of packages that has a lot of MSG. Okay? Are there any other questions? I kind of got carried away there. Well, education, education, education. Uh, and you can also take control by brown bagging your child. Not bagging them, but having them pack their lunch. I can remember I packed my lunch, okay? It didn't hurt me none, okay? So, uh, and also if, if uh, the uh, food people or the people in nursery realize there is an allergy, they, they are required to take care of that and not feed them that substance, Okay? So red dye is the culprit with generally all behavioral disorders with children, okay? And also the side effects of any chemicals. Let's say for most of the chemicals for uh, behavioral disorders, uh, and, you know, you have a child that's suicidal, you have a child that's unmanageable, the side effect of that chemical is actually suicidal tendencies. So it's really, really scary. So what I would prefer is to... Feed and nourish the body because the body, I know, has the built-in mechanisms to heal itself. All we have to do is feed it, nourish it, and clean it up. Now, a lot of times people say, well, 
I eat a healthy diet. What, what toxins do I have? It's not toxins. It's normal metabolic processes. Normal metabolic processes every day, you have three to eight billion, excuse me, million, three to eight million cells die. So just the toxins of cellular regeneration every day is quite a load on the body. Okay? Any, any other questions? Doesn't have to be on this subject. I'm, I'm open to any subject. What direction we want to go today? I'll tie this into stress, okay? Get a grip. Uh, we need to realize that, again, we are, not eating, we are not eating food. We are eating food products. And your, your whole premise in the, in the... You go to a gym, and the gym, the, if you get a, a personal trainer, they'll say, okay, you need to eat a high-protein diet because you're building muscle, you know, that kind of stuff. You need to build muscle. You need to eat muscle. Well, that ha- makes as much sense as if I'm bald, I eat hair. Or if I can't see, I eat eyeballs. Or if, I don't, if my teeth are, teeth are falling out, I eat teeth. It makes no sense. Okay, it makes no sense. You can carry on. You can laugh. That was meant to be a laughable thing. Okay? So for people to say, you're going to grow muscle, you need to eat muscle, it's stupid. Because everything you eat is broken down to hydrogen, carbon, phosphorus, nitrogen, Potassium. It's broken down to the elements. Our digestive tract is designed to break our food into single elements. Then when the cell needs more protein, sugar, whatever, the body creates it and gives it to the cell. For us to believe we have to eat amino acids to have proteins... Uh, to feed to our body is preposterous. The reason they call an essential amino acid essential is because in that amino acid there is not there are elements that our body can't create. That's the only only reason they call it an essential amino acid is because not the amino acid is essential. It's one of the nutrients in that that makes up the protein that our body can't synthesize. It's got to be consumed. Okay. Makes sense? So then all we have to do is make sure we have a plethora of building blocks so the body can make whatever it needs to make. Now, I want to talk about whole grain or complete grain. I thought I'd get rid of this whole grain thing because the world doesn't understand whole grain. Now, isn't that pretty? That's a seed. Let's say that's rice, okay? Now, rice, this is food. Whole brown Brown rice is a food. But in this food, there is the germ. This germ is the potential of life. You sprout it, put it in the ground, whatever, it will sprout and become a living plant. Also, under, under the skin, right next to the bran, is a tremendous amount of vitamins and minerals right next to it. So when they process it and they take the outer hull off, they take off about 17 vitamins off of that. So Uncle Ben's converted rice is missing seven vitamins. But, oh, no, it's fortified rice. They add three. That's fortified. They fortified it with three. Take off 17, fortify it by 3. So when I was a kid, it was, oh, you don't, and my wife has a cookbook. It says actually in it from the 60s, 70s, it says, oh, you don't have to worry about uh, your kids eating whole grain anymore because we of the fortified flours that we have. Okay, well, in my estimation, it's missing, what, 17, 14 vitamins. That doesn't sound fortified to me. However, we do not have people consuming whole grain. Okay? Now, in this case of this question is, how do I lose weight? The body's not going to lose weight when it's malnourished. And if there's a malnourished tissue condition, which is the result of first our grains being 
devoid of 14 essential nutrients, plus the germ. We, when I began as a naturopathic doctor, alternative health care, I had occasionally, I had occasionally a couple come in and say, we can't achieve a pregnancy, can you help us? I'd say five a year. Now I have five a month. And it's because the germs are no longer, the germ of the grain is no longer in the dietary of man. This was designed to feed and nourish your reproductive system, your reproductive system, your reproductive system. Is it, a, is it an intentional act of sterilization? I don't know. But by the food industry, it is an intentional act done because this is what goes rancid. This is what the bugs want to eat. Okay, so when they do white flour, all of that's gone, and then they blow uh, bromine into it, which is just a step down from chlorine. Uh, blow bromine into the flour, and now you have brominated flour. And they advertised, they advertised successfully cornmeal, degerminated. Oh, it doesn't have germs in it. No, it doesn't have the ability to reproduce itself. I mean, this is advertised. I mean, Hitler, Hitler, has not, Hitler had nothing as far as a propaganda machine that they have today. If Hitler had our advertising people in his pocket when he was doing his ruckus, we'd all be speaking German, and I would not be giving you my opinion. Now, back to weight loss. The body right now, most Americans' bodies are turned on famine mode. Their, temp, their, their calorie com- consumption has been toned down. Their metabolic rate has been lowered so that it, they can live on starvation mode because they're not getting these 17 or these 14 vitamins. They're eating food that has no vitamins, minerals, acids, oils. They're filling their belly, and the body says, we're starving. So it takes every opportunity to repack on the weight that you ought to have to protect you from the famine. Also, a high-protein diet is not a diet for man. I'm not saying be vegetarian. I'm saying most people eat way too much protein. Because what happens is if when a person is eating protein, 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 they're reconfirming in the body of, of your body that you are, are starving. What happens is meat requires a pH between 1 and 2 to digest. Very, very acidic. And, long, and then when it goes to the small intestine where my ulcer was, it's got to change to six. If there's not enough minerals in the blood to counteract that acidity, it goes gets it out of the bones of the body, thus demineralizing our bo- bones. Arthritis, aches, pains, rheumatism, that type of stuff comes from a high-protein diet. How can you tell if you have too much protein in your diet? Well, you have to look at your fingernails. At the base of your fingernail, that's that needs to be cut and trimmed. They need to go to the, the what do they call that person? Yeah, get a manicure. But the moon toward the cuticle should only exist on your thumb and a little teeny weeny bit on your index finger. If it goes clear into the little finger, you eat way too much protein. Protein consumption in the last 100 years has gone up. Want to take a guess how much has gone up? Now, it's gone up because I'm telling you it's gone up, but take a guess. In the last 100 years, your great-grandparents, their diet compared to our diet today, how much do you think it's gone up? Several times. Several times. Try 400%. 400% in the last year, 100 years. Why? Because now we make more money and we live better? No. No, we don't control our food. When I was a kid, I ate out of the garden on the farm. We ate what we grew. And now, I may be unusual to my generation, but I don't think so. I think a lot of people ate out of their garden. Whatever we had a lot of, we ate. And we ate it in the winter, too, because then they stuck it in bottles because they had so much of it in the garden. Okay? So, we the grain that we have today... You know, they say good carb, bad carb. Good carb, bad carb is what they're actually saying is good food, good starch, 
good whole grain, bad food product. Good carb, bad carb. Good starch, bad food product. There's no vitamins, there's no minerals. So in order for you, now that I've beat this to death, in order for you to lose weight, first off, you need to, you need to quit using excitotoxins. Another thing that I, that I did not tell you about excitotoxins is that excitotoxins are man-made, and one of, the, one of the uses that they use excitotoxins for is to fatten up lab rats. They're called MSG mice. And the reason they want fat animals is they want to study their certain chemical on a fat something. Okay? So they make fat mice and rats. You cannot feed a mouse enough food to get them fat because their metabolism is about seven times faster than ours. But MSG fattens them up. Now, what do you think MSG does to us? We're seven times slower than the rat or the mice. That's the reason we have extra weight in America today. You find that list. You eliminate this, those things from your diet, and you'll begin to trim up naturally because that's why people gain weight. And then, incidentally, you'll have people that they can't gain weight. They're just, they just hardly can hold flesh. It's the other side of that same excitotoxin problem. They just can't gain weight. With some people, very, very few, but those people that just eat and eat and try to gain weight and they can't, it's a, it's a MSG reaction also. Right. And, and, and you want to gain weight? Well, there's you know, a lot of people say, well, eat protein, eat this, eat that. What, what they're actually doing is a repeating advertisement. Okay? Advertisement. Are there any other questions? No. You will lose weight, but you will absolutely gain it back. Okay? There are, there are certain elements that you need to understand. There are three, there's, there, excuse me, there's six elements of health. And if you'll write these down, they'll make a big difference in your life. And for those that are here in the classroom, this help, help this is right here. Know what to eat. You need to eat food, not food products. Avoid food additives, food products. Body pHs have got to be correct, correct exercise, and fats and oils. I want to talk a little bit about fats and oils. They'll say, eat lean meat, eat, fat, eat protein. Yes. Let me tell you why. They say that fats and oils render nine calories per gram. Now, I know we don't think in grams, but... A cube of butter, a stick of butter, is about 100 grams. stick of butter is 100 grams. Let's say, your, let's say your stomach is 100 grams big. So if you fill your stomach up with fats and oils, let's say you eat a cube of butter, you got nine ca- 900 calories to burn. Okay. Now, calories are, are looked at in America as a bad thing. If you don't have calories, you don't have any energy. They're energy units. Now, if you eat protein, well, let's not go to protein. Yeah, protein. Protein is, is a, meat protein is, is between these two, fats and oils, okay? But let's just say straight protein. Straight, straight protein renders four calories per gram, so we've got 400 calories to burn if we fill that stomach up, okay? Protein powder, maybe, okay? Um, because the other ones, uh, the meat protein, meat, is probably around seven, okay? Because it's got some oils and fats in it, so we've got about 700 calories to burn. 
Now, if it's a lean fish, different things like that, we're pushing more toward 500, 450, something like that, okay? Now, start, uh, I mean, carbohydrate, which is probably 80% of Americans' diets, okay? Render four calories per gram. So we got 400 calories to burn. Now, the difference between a starch and a carbohydrate is a tremendous amount. We went through that. Starch renders one calorie per gram, 100 calories. Now, your personal trainer is wanting you to eat proteins. The reason that he wants you to eat proteins is being been proven that you'll lose weight because this is a famine food. At that, when you begin to eat lots of proteins, your body cannibalizes the fat from your body. Okay? Because you're in a famine mode. However, if you don't change correctly, you're going to gain it right back because all you're doing is confirming to your body, yes, I was in famine, now I'm starting to eat better. Now I'm going to pack on the fat so that I can be prepared for the next famine. That's why people have this yo-yo effect, and they have to live in the gym to keep the weight off. Also, you've turned down your metabolism by eating meat and protein. You've turned your metabolism down. Your metabolism uh, is on famine, and you haven't done anything to bring it back up to normal. So when you start eating calories, it's going to put the fat back on and and protect you for, for the next time you run into famine. Okay, starch renders one calorie per gram. I'm not saying carbohydrate. I'm saying starch. Not carbohydrate. Starch renders one calorie per gram. Starch is a diet food. That's pretty hard to wrap your head around, isn't it? Starch is not the enemy. Whole, complete grain. You can eat rice and have all the vitamins and minerals, whole, complete grain, all the vitamins and minerals, but you have less calories to burn. So your body pulls fat, burns it naturally because it doesn't feel like it's starving because in order for you to consume enough calories, you're going to be eating vegetables are free food. Fruits are free food. Along with a reasonable amount of starch, is a diet that loses weight. Does that make sense? Sounds flies in the face of everything everybody's taught you because who's taught you has been the Meat and Dairy Association. That's where the information comes from. One calorie per gram with starch. However, when starch is processed, it becomes a carbohydrate very quickly. You take brown rice and you grind it and you sift it and you've got something that's going to ha- give you all kinds of problems. But if it's whole, complete grain, it will make a difference in your life. Okay? That's clear as mud. I know that it's totally different from anything you've ever heard. Okay. On these elements, I'm going to... Uh, let's see if we can... Do you have any food combining charts? Also, the people on the internet have uh, they have that in that download packet. See if you can get a food combining chart. I want to go through that, but I want to talk about correct body pH. The problem we have in America today is that carbohydrate, the diets we have today are very, very acidic. There's a scale between 0 and 14. This is acid. That's acid, and this is alkaline. Okay, we, for a good, healthy body, need to be between 7 and 8. Mold, fungus, yeast, bacteria, virus, cancer, all die at 7.2. They can't live for any length of time above 7.2. Most people that come in to see me in the clinic are generally 5 or less. Five or less. Acidic. Why? 
is because people don't eat fruits. They think, oh, my goodness, it's got sugar in it. I can't eat that. It's got sugar in it. I need to stay away from sugar. When in reality, you need to stay away from sugar. You can eat the beet that sugar was made from because it's an isolated element that was extracted from the beet. And it's the same way with an apple. Whoever created the apple knew exactly what he was doing. Okay? So that sugar's not going to hurt you. It's like, for instance, water. Water, the chemical constituent, is two hydrogen and one oxygen. So what I have in my hand in this bottle is water. But if we think about it the way that, oh, my goodness, apples have sugar in it, bananas have sugar in it, I should never eat that. In fact, on the Internet, oh, my goodness, you shouldn't eat that one. Five fruits you should never eat, and bananas is one of the top ones. Why? That's advertisement. They're trying to sell you something. But in this, H2O is two hydrogen, which is a, which is a high explosive. Hydrogen is an explosive. I shouldn't drink water. I will explode. Now, you laugh. That's preposterous. But it's, water is more chemically simple than an apple or a beet or a fruit. And yes, it has sugar, but this has a high explosive. And oxygen, which is an accelerant to an explosion. So let's see if we can extract the hydrogen here. Getting closer. Boom! No, it's preposterous. So we need to realize that if it's not been processed, there's nothing wrong with it. But fruit that's been turned into fruit leather or whatever, cooked juice, is beginning to simplify and become less of a food versus a food product. Food products are dangerous to our health. Our body knows the difference. I truly believe, besides the, the MSGs making people crave foods, because that's what helps fatten them up, is I believe that the body knows what food is. And when we eat, let's say, a refined grain product, we crave more because the body's saying, well, I know there's 17, 14 vitamins out there that I need to have, and I recognize that that's wheat, but uh, I'm not getting the rest of those 14 vitamins which were incidentally processed off. So it makes you crave so you can get those 14 vitamins when in reality it will never happen because it's not there anymore. Okay? So we need to live between 7 and 8. How do we do that? Well, the digestion, let me show you the digestions for protein. Protein, protein digestion in its environment is between 1 and 2 in the stomach. When it goes to the small intestine, it's got to change to six. When it goes into the colon, it's 7.2. Okay? Protein. Very acidic. Then it's got to change, but this change is part of the reason we demineralize. Okay? Uh, Starch. The digestive environment starts in the mouth at 6.5, ends up in the stomach at 7. Then in the colon and small intestine, it's, it's around 7. Okay? Fats and oils. The, there's a neutral category of food, which is vegetables and, and uh, salad makings, uh, nuts, seeds. The environment for that, and we'll call it neutral, it can be digested between 1 and 7. Very large environment. Now, the reason people have problems with diet is because they combine concentrated protein, concentrated starch in the same meal. See, we've got 1.2 in the stomach and 6.7 in the stomach, two different environments. You've eaten a meal where you puff up like a toad? That's a fight. It's not, and we interpret it as acid indigestion, when in, rea- in reality, if you just ate the steak, You'd be one to two. That You can't get more acidic. What you've done is you've added two environments like soda and vinegar in the same stomach. What's going to happen? It's going to expand in the body. You interpret it as acid indigestion, which in, which in reality is a fight 
between environments. So you decide, okay, I'm going to take an antacid, and then you pick sides on what gets digested. Okay? You pick sides on what gets digested. because Now, if you had added more acid, then it would, the protein would be digested. If you picked more alkaline, thing, alkaline, you would have digested this and not the, the meat. So that's why antacids works. It's, it overcompensates one side or the other. Okay? Never combine concentrated protein and concentrated starch in the same meal. If you're going to eat... If you can eat protein, combine it with vegetables or salads, which are down here, which digest between one and seven. Meat and potatoes don't work. Meat and salad works. Fish and rice doesn't work. Fish and vegetables does. So that's very important. That's what's on that page, food combining. It gives those different categories and what's in those categories. Now, over the last year, few years, I've, I've spent... Uh, a lot of time trying to train each individual in these these seven these six awesome tools of health: correct diet, avoiding uh, cytotoxins, avoiding additives, preserving proper exercise. And I calculated that if 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 a patient of mine came in, and I saw them once a week, which is quite a bit. Once a week, it takes seven months to properly train them. To me, that's just too long. So I, seven months, and if you came to see me, that would be over, well, over $1,200. Now, I only charge $35 a visit, so I'm worth my money, okay? It's like a copay. But seven months is just, that's just unreasonable. But you would invest about $1,200 in your health. So I, I, what is the best way to teach this? It's called a weekend. We gather everybody here. That's what this facility is about. And we spend a weekend and go over this information, okay? A Friday and Saturday, okay? Two days. Incidentally, the food that we're talking about, you get fed during those, those two days. Proper breakfast, proper lunch, proper dinner. Proper breakfast, proper lunch, proper dinner. I've had people, one time I had, uh, after we had done a seminar, I had a little girl sitting in here by the table, and she was crying. And I thought, oh, my goodness, what happened? So I went up to her, and I said, what, what's wrong? And she says, she turns to me, and she looks at me with these big tears coming down her face, and she says, I'm so happy. Well, I have eight daughters, so I understood that, and I was like, oh, okay, she's happy. Tears doesn't necessarily mean that she was sad. She said, I'm so happy because I wanted to come to the seminar to lose a little weight. Some people come to gain weight. She wanted to lose a little weight and be more healthy. And she says, I was so afraid that it was going to be diet food and it was going to be nasty, but it's wonderful. And I thought, so you need to realize the proper way to eat is what's taught. Okay? It's called the WOW diet. Wisdom of wellness. And we go over that. The first day we go through the elements. The second day we teach you how to implement it into your life and talk about how we sabotage ourselves and how old habits uh, cause us problems, how we can break those old habits. This, do you have any information on this when the next ones are coming up? Can you print that up for us? This seminar is 590. $590. $590. Four. It was a herb seminar, 490 I thought it was different. 490 Far cry from 1200 And a far cry from seven months. Okay. Uh, let me tell you a little story. I had a... Uh, I was doing these seminars, helping people understand. And, and I had an individual that... I was working with privately, and I don't have a problem doing that. They were hadn't come to the seminar, and he'd lost uh, about 55 pounds. And then I saw him a couple of weeks later, and he'd gained it all back. And he was a little, you know, uh, discouraged. So we sat down and began to talk. And we, I found a very, I mean, he taught me a very important thing. The seminar used to be one, one day. Now it's two because of what he taught me. We began to talk to find out why he gained the weight back, and, and he discovered that he was 
he was afraid. He found himself fearful. He was dropping weight, and it scared him. I said, well, why does it scare you? And he says, I don't know. So he talked enough and found out that he had been starved about four times in his life. As a kid, as a young man, had been starved. So he began to talk about that. And I realized very quickly that he had actually sabotaged himself. What he actually did does, and we worked through this, he actually said, when I sat down to eat, I always ask myself, maybe conscious, subconscious. He thinks it's more of subconscious because it's, it's a habit. He says, I look at what I have. I look at what time it is. I look at in my mind and decide when I'm going to be able to eat again. And I ask myself, is this enough to last and beyond? We installed one little thought in his mind that made all the difference in his life. And that was, I can eat later. I can eat again. If this doesn't quite do it for me until 9 o'clock tonight or when I go to bed, I can still eat. And he realized, yes, this is America. There's food everywhere, and I don't, I have money. But as a child, he'd been starved, and he always had the, he always, how would, how did, I mean, to have to live like that. Is this enough food to last me? I better eat enough. No, I don't think it's enough. I better eat enough. He'd always been... So we go the next day we go into sabotage and how to change that and make a difference in your life. Those people that have gone through the system and also used the, the herbal formulas along with this, it's changed their life. Changed their life. Now, those that are on the Internet, there's a link. And if you will do this before 3 o'clock today, I will uh, let you do the same thing I'm offering people here that are in the class. If you're interested in this seminar, did we get times? When's the next one? Can I borrow your paper there? No, just this one. October 17th and 18th. And then I'm sure there's one in January again. This is a revised. Oh, thank you. 17 and 18. October, or October 17th. 17th. And 18th. Here. If you're serious, by, for you, by, the, by 3 o'clock. And also the people on the internet, this class is 270. 270. Why am I doing this? Well, we used to have this at the Eleganta Motel. Oh, my goodness, it's beautiful. But I kept having to train this, the, the cook. Every three months, I have to come in. Okay, I want you to cook with coconut oil. I want you to do this. I want you to not do this. I want, you know, and they were willing to do that, but every time I'd have to teach them, and I thought, this is a waste of time. So I invested in this facility. My wife does the cooking. And we cook from the book, Wisdom of Wellness, the book that gives you the information you need. And 270 is what it costs if you'll take care of it before 3 o'clock today. I'm doing this because... I want people to know the difference. That's my mission in life, is to help people know the truth. Because most of what Americans know about diet is advertising. You know, when we were kids, well, when I was a kid, it was basic four food groups. Well, that was written by the agricultural, I mean, written by the Meat and Dairy Association. Taught to us as truth. We won't talk about the conspiracy. There's too much in the world today. We're just going to opt out of the experiment. And then I've seen my own mother be affected by excitotoxins. I mean, she thought she even ended up at OA, Overeaters Anonymous. She thought she was broken. She went to her death believing that she had a weak personality, when in reality, it was excitotoxins that drove her. Drove her. She had eliminated that from her life. It'd be such a different thing. She would have thought, wow. She looked at me one day and said, now, my problem is different than other people's problems. If I was an alcoholic, I could give it up. If I used tobacco, I could give it up. But I have to turn that lion loose three times a day. And I have to grab it and put it in. You know the old commercial, I'll bet you can't eat one Lay's potato chip? Why do you think it's that way? Excitotoxins. You put that in your mouth and it's going, you're hungry, you want more. You know, I've I tried the experiment. I ate one, I walk away. In about 20, 30 minutes, I'm in the bag and realize, oh my goodness, a quarter of the bag's gone. And I, 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 you know, oh well, I, I lasted 20 minutes. 
And it's the chemicals that we need to get out of our diet. People that can't lose weight, people that can't gain weight, it compromises people's health, and I want them to know the answer. So if you're interested in that, make yourself available of that. I do, we, do that all, we do that every quarter. There will also be one in January. I don't know the exact date, but you need to take care of it today to get this price. Are there any questions at all? My Internet person left, so I guess the Internet's empty. Is the Internet empty? Okay, other than thank yous. Okay, so thank you for being here. I'm over time. The Internet's shutting down. Okay, do you have any last questions yourself? Well, check out our web pages. We post things periodically, seminars, different things like that. It's drugfreehelp.com and then healthandweightlossclinic.com. So it's great to have you here. No, no, we go through all kinds of information. Drugfreehelp.com. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being here.